Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Literary SCPs. One of the things that separates humans from other animals is the written word. Our capability to pass on experiences, stories, and knowledge through writing. Books have been written about every subject known to man, from science to history to ghost stories and fantastical adventures. The SCP universe itself is an incredible piece of collaborative literature, but inside of it there are also a handful of SCPs that are specifically linked to books in some way. Some of the SCPs we'll be looking at are just weird books themselves, while others interact with normal books in strange ways. I won't be looking at some of the most well-known book SCPs, as they've been discussed in previous videos, such as SCP-140 and SCP-1425. SCP-1025 is a hardcover book containing about 1,500 pages, with the title, The Encyclopedia of Common Diseases. Readers of the book begin to exhibit symptoms of any disease that they read about, manifesting within a few hours or so. A D-class reading about the common cold begins to cough a couple hours later, complaining about feeling achy. Another that read about chickenpox began to scratch themselves in multiple places despite already having contracted chickenpox at an early age. More seriously, they had a few D-class read a section about lung cancer. The first began coughing significantly and wheezing, but when terminated and sent for an autopsy, Doctors found no signs of tumors. They decided to wait for a longer period with the second subject, and after seven days, the subject was coughing and wheezing far beyond what would be normal, but their autopsy also revealed no tumors. The third D-class exhibited similar symptoms after seven days, but they decided to perform a live vivisection instead to find tumors. Still, none were found but the Foundation continued testing with a couple dozen more D-Class, vivisecting them in search of signs of infection. The 27th D-Class is told to read the entry about appendicitis, despite the subject having their appendix removed when they were 16. After 52 hours, subject complained of significant abdominal discomfort, and a vivisection found no appendix in the subject's body but research staff agreed that the area where the appendix normally would be looked a few shades more red than normal. The 28th D-Class was formerly one of the research staff working on 1025, and had developed a persistent cough despite never reading the book. He was placed in observation for a week, and on the seventh day, the notes record that he appeared slightly taller than the previous day. The remaining research staff were planning to vivisect him when he managed to escape observation. The researchers note that he could be infected with any number of anomalous diseases now. The real effect of SCP-1025 is revealed at this point, showing that the book doesn't infect any reader with a disease, 
but actually infects anyone around the reader with severe hypochondria by proxy. In other words, those around the reader begin to drastically panic over the slightest signs of disease or infection. This is what led to a large number of vivisections that resulted in nothing, and a researcher that developed a cough was immediately quarantined and was going to be vivisected as well. In the end, the O5s locked it in a box and warned everyone to try not to worry about it. SCP-152 is a very large hardbound book with paper resembling vellum, with text that alters to appear in whatever language the reader is most comfortable with. New text cannot be added to the book, as it repels any foreign materials. This also prevents the book from decaying, so it's unknown how old the book is. The contents of the book consist of a series of apocalyptic events throughout history that invariably resulted in the extinction of humanity. They are arranged in chronological order, starting with the spontaneous failure of the sun in 6000 BC, leading up to near present day. Many of these scenarios are the result of different anomalies, while a few are from more conventional means, such as nuclear war or an epidemic. As far as the Foundation can tell, the details leading up to these scenarios are accurate, with only a few key differences in decisions made between our reality and the book's alternate reality. The Foundation is using it to gain some insight into what certain anomalies could do if left in the wild, and to reinforce the importance of the Foundation for researchers that aren't quite sure. An 05 notes that many of the recent entries in the book detail scenarios in which the Foundation screws up and ends up killing everyone. Some testing found that when the book updates itself with new information, it's actually disappearing for exactly one second before reappearing. It begs the question of who or what is updating the book. Rather than just one book, SCP-1986 contains a countless amount of books, as it's a two meter wide tunnel of unknown depth completely lined with them. The Foundation's best guess for a depth is at least 274,000 kilometers, but it's certainly possible that the tunnel is in fact infinitely deep. The books often resemble real known works, but with changes to their style, characters, plot, and subject matter. Books range from being somewhat unusual to completely nonsensical, encompassing every known language. There are a number of examples listed, including an unknown collection of short stories by Edgar Allan Poe named The Worm of Midnight, in which all the stories concern shellfish. A book written in braille titled A Lapful of Severed Tongues, about the American suffragette movement, featuring an unknown variation on scratch and sniff. A book containing part of President Woodrow Wilson's personal diary, detailing the political battle for Thailand statehood, his thoughts on a constitutional amendment to grant citizenship to the afflicted, and his personal doubts about being named Presbyter of the Imperial States of America. A cookbook on the topic of cooking the English language, detailing how to properly prepare and cook words and phrases in a wide variety of meals, including how to make crispy prepositions, suffixes as a fun treat for children, and a chapter devoted to gourmet words, such as inhospitable and tertiary. 
also not a book, is SCP-826, a pair of pewter bookends in the shape of dragon heads. When a book is placed between the bookends by an individual, and the person leaves the room, 826 will instantaneously change the interior of the room into the setting of the contained book, typically drastically enlarging and altering the interior space. The book that initiated the process and 826 will relocate to somewhere inside of the setting where one might find books, such as a library or study. To reverse the process, an individual has to find the book, remove it from the bookends, and carry it back outside of the room. In addition to the setting change, anyone entering the changed room will be placed at a random point in time in the book's plot, ranging from the beginning to near the end. Before you start to think that this would be an incredible thing to have for yourself, if an individual does not manage to find the book and reverse the process before the book's plot has finished, the plot will reset, with the person losing all of their memories and now incorporated as a background character in the story. Maybe you still want it though. The Foundation has done a number of experiments with A26, utilizing published books, amateur short stories, and even movies. Using Little House on the Prairie, an agent meets up with the main character from the book, accompanies him to his cabin, and eats dinner with the family before finding the book and leaving. The copy of the book used contained an additional paragraph in the middle of the story discussing the agent. A DVD copy of The Shining was tested, in which an agent walked through the hotel, enters the hotel manager's office, finds the DVD, and leaves, interacting with none of the characters. With a copy of A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin, a D-class is sent in and told to disembowel the first human they see, which happened to be Lord Eddard Stark. The D-Class assured researchers afterwards that they stabbed him until he was definitely not going to live, but the book only added a few paragraphs about a very unintelligent assassin who made an attempt on Eddard Stark's life. It seems that 826 will preserve the core narrative of the story regardless of interference. Speaking of interfering with stories, SCP-423 is an entity that exists entirely within textual narratives. The entity was first discovered in a copy of Tom Sawyer, found by an agent during a routine search in a used bookstore. The book was otherwise normal, except for the inclusion of a new character in the story named Fred. When the book was left next to a copy of Moby Dick, it was discovered that this entity, who typically goes by the name Fred, or some version of it, can jump from story to story. Fred inserts himself as a minor character usually appearing as an average, middle-aged male, but depending on the narrative can appear as younger, or older, or even as a non-human. Fred's presence is never noted as being unusual by any other character. If another book is placed near the one that Fred is currently in, it takes up to three minutes for him to move from one to the other. The text on all the pages moves to accommodate the new text for Fred, and sometimes the size of the text will grow smaller or larger to maintain the page count. Fred can be communicated with if he is coaxed into moving into a journal, with his responses appearing beneath questions, and he's been mostly cooperative since containment. He has requested for access to more narratives, preferably fictional ones 
with a large number of background characters. Of course, researchers have tried to kill Fred using narrative text, but so far they've been unsuccessful, as Fred displays a strong grasp of narrative principles and is able to easily avoid danger to himself. Researchers must be careful not to leave written notes around Fred's containment, as he occasionally jumps in to add addenda as guest researcher Fred. Finally, we have SCP-1230, a green, unlabeled, hardcover book with no title, and the only text in the book is on the first page, reading, A Hero is Born. When this text is read by an individual and they go to sleep, they will dream of a fantasy world where they are the protagonist of a troubled land. The dreamer is completely lucid during this dream, and the results vary depending on the imagination of the reader, especially effective with those interested in adventure fantasies. In reality, the dreamer stays asleep a normal period of time, but in their mind, the length of this vivid dream can vary quite a bit. Additionally, upon awaking, the dreamer remembers every aspect of their dream in detail. In every dream induced by 1230, there is a bearded man in a green cloak who calls himself the bookkeeper, claiming to be the personification of SCP-1230. The bookkeeper is very amicable and helpful, and states that he enjoys creating these fantasy dreams, shaping them so that the dreamer gains the most enjoyment out of them. It typically expresses sorrow when the dream finally ends, telling the individual to please visit again soon. In one test, a D-Class is told to enter the dream and immediately try to find a way to kill themselves. They awoke less than a minute after falling asleep, claiming that they had been at the summit of an active volcano on a quest for Caladius, the Blessed Blade. He had leapt into the volcano, felt an intense heat, and woke up. He requested permission to give it another go, but the request was denied. Another D-Class was instructed to simply harm himself in the dream without killing himself, and he later reported that he could feel a numbed sort of pain from the injuries, but never anything unbearable. The bookkeeper had appeared and asked why he was harming himself, but thanked him for not immediately killing himself like that other rude fellow. This is obviously an item that could appeal to a large number of people, especially those obsessed with fantasy stories and games. A particular researcher requested access to SCP-1230, which was granted due to his high level of clearance. Other staff members recall his visible excitement due to him being an avid fan of tabletop and role-playing games, and he soon fell asleep. Staff grew alarmed after 15 hours had passed without the researcher waking up, and his vitals were monitored from that point. He finally began to stir after 24 hours, appearing deeply confused and asking where he was. Shortly after, he seemed to regain his memory and excused himself to the restroom. After 15 minutes, a nurse entered the restroom and discovered that the researcher had hanged himself. A note scribbled on the wall reading, I can't go back to this. 12.30 was wet with ink, repeating the same message on every page. I'm so sorry. I never intended for this to happen. I just wanted to make people happy. 
The book remained in this state for three weeks before another doctor placed a sticky note inside of it saying that he'd like to talk to the bookkeeper if it's alright. The book cleared, and the doctor was able to enter a dream to talk to the bookkeeper. In the middle of a dark void, with the bookkeeper sobbing while sitting in a puddle, the doctor asked him what happened. The bookkeeper explains that the researcher had such a vivid and active imagination, and he had yearned for so long to live a life like this. He had conquered foul beasts and rescued princesses, built kingdoms and raised a family, and never wanted to leave. The bookkeeper realized that he preferred the dream to his real life, and when confronted, the researcher said that if he was ever forced to leave, he would immediately kill himself. The bookkeeper therefore tried to keep him happy as long as he could, but eventually he failed to maintain things after 200 years. In the end, as sweet as dreams may be, eventually we all have to wake up. Literature and writing have been an incredible part of the development of modern humanity, from the Code of Hammurabi to the SCP Wiki. Some good, some bad, some insightful, some preachy, some emotional, some philosophical. The SCPs I discussed here don't really have an incredible amount in common, but I hope they've at least kept you interested, as any good writing should.